Welcome to Two Chicks, Three Seats, the podcast that takes a look at the hospitality industry's hottest topics. Two Chicks, Three Seats is hosted by Kate Kennedy and Rachel Calkins and is brought to you by Triple Seat, the industry leader in event management software. Find out more about Triple Seat at TripleSeat.com. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Chicks, Three Seats. We hope that you've all been enjoying your summers of outdoor dining, beach time, and hopefully some days away from work to relax. So while we're in this summer mode, we want to talk about what's been trending so far this summer when it comes to the hospitality industry. So for this episode, we're going to be talking about summer cocktails, cooking, outdoor dining, and event trends that you should be on the lookout for the rest of the summer season. And mm-hmm. if you're not doing any of these things yet, then maybe you could be inspired by this episode and try some of these things yourself. And then let us know if you do. So <laughs> yes, definitely let us know. So you're like, and of course, off, Kate? yeah, bro, we always kick it off with cocktails. I feel like when we're on trend episodes, so why not do that this time? Right. Um, so like, so this first one, um, that we're going to talk about was inspired, um, by La Casita. Do you think I'm saying that right? <laughs> um, which is located in the hotel. Oh, this was even harder. <laughs> Figueroa in Los Angeles. I just butchered that. And I'm so sorry to people who actually can say those words with the correct accent, because that was just bad. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, with that said, (laughs) they have some really interesting summer cocktails and some really like inspiring summer cocktails. I think that a lot of places could just do on their own, um, and like maybe mix up to make them their own. I think my favorite one is this like sorbet one that's Prosecco mango sorbet and lemon zest it looks amazing we will link their instagram in the uh, description for this episode because it's gorgeous this drink i mean i don't even want to drink it it's so pretty okay i wrote about it in my this blog post i'm writing about cocktails that are almost too beautiful to drink and that's 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 this one This encompasses everything that is a cocktail too beautiful to drink, but I'm sure it tastes just as good as it looks. I might make some, I might make this at home. I don't know. I, this is so pretty. I mean, I'm not going to make it this fancy because this is just too fancy for me to do on my own, but it's awesome. And then like when you scroll through their Instagram page, they also do like pina coladas, like in a pineapple with like these gorgeous flowers on top. And I mean, their Instagram page in general is just like the bomb. It's so, it's so beautiful. I love it. I'm all about their vibe right now. Are they even a customer? Yeah, they, they are. <laughs> okay, great. Because <laughs> I am just talking them up like crazy right now. Um, everything is gorgeous. I want to go to LA now just so I can go there. We should stay there. We need to stay there. Um, but with that said, I mean, that's something a little more fancy. And they have like, um, when you see the picture, they have the sorbet cocktail in, in this um, really pretty coupe glass. And it's, I don't know, it's just so summery and beautiful. Um, but you know, something a little more simple. And I feel like we've talked about these on the podcast before, but they never go out of style. I think that they've been a favorite cocktail um in Italy and in the United States and probably everywhere, like since the 20s. And they're never gonna go out of style. So the Aperol Spritz, let's talk about the Aperol Spritz, right? It's like my favorite summer cocktail. I never get sick of these. It's so good. It's so simple to make. There's absolutely no way your bar doesn't have all of these ingredients already. So yeah, I think it's something that everyone can do so easy in the way that I, so, I mean, 
the ingredients vary. You can use Campari instead of Aperol, which is basically, I mean, it's a little more bitter, but it's basically the same thing. Um, so it's three ounces of Prosecco, two ounces of Aperol, a Campari, one ounce of club soda, um, and then you garnish it with an orange slice. It's so easy. And the Aperol and Campari adds like this little bitterness to the sweet Prosecco. And it's just, it's out of this world. I love it. And you can batch it too. So you can make it with a whole bottle of Prosecco. You can make it with six bottles of Prosecco. <laughs> Go crazy. <laughs> um, and some places I've seen actually use like, um, uh, like uh, what's it called? Like bubbly rosé. So it's a little more sweet or... Um, or my son, or champagne. Um, he's so used to me talking about cocktails that he, doesn't, he just like shows up when I start talking about cocktails. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's delicious. And you can also do, um, sometimes I do like flavored club sodas, which also adds like a little more depth to it. So delicious, um, but have fun with it. Anyways, um, if, if you guys listening just heard the door slam, that was my six-year-old who came in to talk to me and then got angry and left. So you're welcome. <laughs> When are we going to record these in the office? <laughs> you need a Aperol spritz right about it Sounds now. like I need a whole bucket of them. <laughs> I love Anyways. that though. I love that though. And I love it in the summer. I just feel fancy when I drink an Aperol spritz. I'm like, right. Hey. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that they're not fancy. Right. Like I, I agree with you. Like I feel fancy too, but they're so easy to make. Like I got my mom onto them and my mom's 80 and like, she doesn't mix cocktails ever. And she's like, I've been making those Aperol spritz with my dinners at night. It's like her little, you know, like after, you know, after dinner drink or something, but she loves them. And they're, like I said, so easy. So yeah, yeah. Aperol spritz all the way. I love that. <laughs> Full support of the Aperol spritzes this summer. Yeah, so. <laughs> definitely. Okay. So we have our cocktails and now I have some recipes that we're going to talk about that you could do on your own for some home cooking or maybe restaurants. If you're listening, if you want to try something just, you know, off the cuff to mm-hmm. test out. So this first one, I've seen variations of this recipe on Instagram, TikTok. Some people call it a summer salad. This specific recipe calls it a summer snack board, which I feel like both of them kind of feel fitting. So your ingredients, two large heirloom tomatoes cut into wedges, which is about eight pieces each, two ripe peaches pitted and cut into wedges, also about eight pieces each, one large ball of burrata cheese, four ounces of very thinly sliced prosciutto, about eight or nine strips, fresh oregano leaves, fresh basil leaves, two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil for drizzling, sea salt flakes, and fresh crackled pepper, cracked pepper. That sounds delicious. I, so good. okay. So you take them to take the tomato oh wedges and the peach wedges, put them on the large platter. You tear up the prosciutto into smaller strips and then kind of nestle them between the fruit wedges, break up your burrata into little heaping spoonfuls, um, and then dot it around the other ingredients on the platter. And then you're going to top it with the oregano leaves, basil leaves, drizzle, drizzle it with the olive oil, and then sprinkle on your salt and pepper. Oh my God. I, so good. Obviously, every time you see burrata on anything, you're like, I, know. I need to try that. But with the peaches, and also, by the way, everyone, like peaches are just a summer fruit. Like everyone puts yeah. it on everything. Everything has a peach in it. So just a combination of all of those things, refreshing, tasty, sweet. Yep. Oh my God. Like, savory. I need to make this right now. And it's super easy. I mean, like you said, you can make it at home or your restaurant um, can serve it. I feel like it's, and it's also great for like catering platters too. Oh my God, this sounds so good. I want to make it. I'm not eating meat or cheese right now, but damn it. (laughs) 
caption, Kate. It's literally- I don't know. I might. It sounds so good. <laughs> if the listeners know of any really good vegan <laughs> burrata cheeses, so big cheese, and or prosciutto strips that actually taste like real meat, let me know. All right. And I'll be over here enjoying the real thing while you sit on the sidelines with your <laughs> alternatives, but <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm going to test that out. It looks gorgeous mm-hmm. in the photos. So I'll be sure to, you know, post that on mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, everyone's going to message me. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have that. And the next, I have an easy blueberry cake recipe. Blueberries also were a big thing on all these recipes. So this is more of like a dessert item or it could be for brunch, the recipe says. And it also is described as fluffy, lightly sweet and scented with lemon, which, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a good summary description if you're, Mm -hmm. you know, into that. Um, And then it even has like a little bit of a healthier kick to it because they use plain Greek yogurt and applesauce instead of butter. So that kind of, you know, makes you feel a little less guilty. (laughs) And I bet you could replace like the regular flour with like almond flour. Definitely. Maybe too. Yeah. Cool. I was thinking that as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just list off some of the ingredients and then I'll also link the, the uh, recipe so you can find the actual portions, but um, you can make, take a mental note right now if you have these things in your kitchen or not, but all purpose flour, brown sugar, cinnamon, baking powder, baking soda, kosher salt, one egg, olive oil, plain Greek yogurt, unsweetened applesauce, vanilla extract, blueberries, lemon zest and lemon juice and powdered sugar. So it's pretty simple. You're going to mix your dry ingredients. You'll mix your wet ingredients and then you're going to combine them together and then you'll pour your dough into a prepared pan and then you're going to layer your fresh blueberries on top and then they'll settle into there as the cake cooks. The recipe recommends using a springform pan to avoid having to get the cake out of the pan since the sides come off. Mm. Or if you don't have that, you can use a round cake pan with parchment paper that also will work. And then you'll bake it at 350 degrees for 35 to 40 minutes until it's golden brown. You can sprinkle your powdered sugar on top when it's done. And then you can also serve it with like vanilla ice cream, homemade whipped cream. They also recommend if you wanted to do like a blueberry or lemon kind of glaze on top also works well. Really good. It sounds delicious. I love blueberries. I don't know about <laughs> you, but I think it's just a good summer fruit. So we'll link this um, recipe as well. But I think that's a good one to try. Anyone yeah. out there listening, if you're interested. It sounds really good. I wonder if my kids would eat that. That's always the question. <laughs> kid approved or not kid approved. All right. Anyways, moving on. Something not about kids. Um, so now that you have like, these recipes and like the cocktail recipes and maybe some ideas for some food to serve at your venue this summer, let's talk about where your customers will eat it. <laughs> Outdoor dining, obviously, is huge in the summer. I mean, especially in places where it's not so nice in the other months or seasons. So, for example, because Rachel lives in the North End and I live nearby, the North End um, in Boston is bustling right now with restaurant activity. Like, every night of the week, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the, um, the what are they called? The, um, oh my God, what are they called? The fairs are back or the um, feasts. Cause they do like, they do them in New York in the, um, you know, in little Italy as well, but the mm-hmm. Italian feasts that they used to do like every year and they, they didn't do them last year because of COVID. I thought I saw on Instagram that they're doing them again, are they? Because you would know, obviously you like live in the thick of it, but well, no, yes. I've been away for three weeks. So maybe. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think they are anyways. 
that's neither here nor there, but it does add to the ambiance of the outdoor dining, obviously, right. especially in the North end of little Italy. Um, but people are even, I mean, people are outside, even like when it's sprinkling rain and, mm-hmm. you know, not so nice out, everyone still wants to be outside and they're still, um, closing off part of the road. That's been that way since April. Um, so I think this is helping local restaurants tremendously. And also I know they're doing it near me in Portsmouth. Um, still, I know that parts of New York city are still allowing it. So I think it's just, it's awesome. Um, and it should just continue. It should continue everywhere. We've said that a million times, right. but it really should. Um, and then also if you're, if you can't utilize the spaces that are like, you know, right outside your door, like a sidewalk or half the street or whatever, maybe, maybe you have a rooftop. So everyone obviously loves a rooftop moment. Um, super Instagram worthy moment. Definitely. Um, you know, I would highlight your outdoor dining spaces, whether it's rooftop or right outside your doors on Instagram and, you know, all your social media, because that's where people want to be right now is outside. I mean, I know I do. I'm inside right now, but I'd like to be outside. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going out right after this. Um, And then also something you talk about still is the hybrid indoor outdoor spaces, which obviously became really popular during COVID with places that didn't necessarily have a full, you know, outdoor area. Um, many like restaurants took advantage of it during the pandemic to create more space, um, even in the colder months. And these hybrid spaces were great for that. So like with by folding doors that open up to remove an entire wall or a glass garage door that rolls into a seated and retractable roof also is like a big one. Those are some of the trends that we've been seeing right now. Um, and we're definitely curious to see if this trend is going to be permanent. Like if people are going to continue to build these spaces in their restaurants moving forward. Um, and I think it's, I mean, I think it's a great idea. You know, it's definitely increases the flexibility of spaces, even during cold months. Um, I know like a lot of places we're building these, you know, like use of the garage doors, especially we go to some breweries in this area and they didn't have like a full outdoor space, but then they were like, you know what, we're going to open our garage door and put heaters like from the inside out. And like, we were out there in like January and it was freezing, but it didn't feel it in the fire pits. And, you know, so obviously in the summer you can utilize these a lot, but I think that these types of spaces, the hybrid ones are great for all seasons. Um, and, you know, like I said, with like comfy furniture and cozy heaters or stone fireplaces, fire pits, whatever. And even those are even useful on nights that aren't so warm in the summer too. So um, we love this vibe and I really hope it continues for sure. I like love the hybrid indoor outdoor dining aspect. We're actually going to a beer garden tonight, um, a local one, and they have like, they have so many different spaces in their restaurant. So they have the regular indoor dining and then they have an outdoor indoor outdoor deck that's like screened in for part of it. And it opens up into like an outdoor area with heaters and stuff. And then they also have a beer garden that is, um, that has like all these stone like fireplaces and picnic tables and the kids can run around and you know, we can get drunk. It's great. (laughs) The best of both worlds. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, I'm definitely into, I love The one thing I love about, you know, one of the things that was awesome that came out of the pandemic actually is that restaurants, like so many restaurants now have all these different types of seating options and flexibility. And I just love that. I love the, you know, how you can pick and choose like where you want to sit and like the kind of vibe you want to have for your outing or whatever it may be. So yeah. Right. And it it. really changes what kind of experience you're going to have too. Just yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you don't have something like that going on right now, I mean, I know some, some venues can't at all do any of this and that kind of sinks, but 
I think if you have any ability whatsoever to build something like this, if you don't already have it, now's the time to do it, folks. <laughs> and Rachel's going to tell you how to market it. <laughs> I am going to tell you how to market it. Wait, really quick. It's so mm-hmm. funny how, I mean, just thinking about how much of an impact like the extra space for outdoor dining has had, mm-hmm. like just how driving down Hanover Street in the North End when you're in a car, it's a lot harder now because it's a lot tighter. <laughs> yeah. But just thinking before, like it, it makes such a difference for the restaurants, just having that little extra sidewalk, like thinking about if they didn't have it, what it would look like. Well, because they didn't before, like those restaurants, especially like city restaurants like that, like there was no, this tiny little right. sidewalks, busy streets, like there wasn't that option for any of them. So right. I think like, I don't know. I just think it's, yeah, I think it's awesome. Right. Think it's, it's like such a great thing. And it's just, it's also nice because a lot of those restaurants, you know, and I remember when I lived in the North end and I bet you feel the same way is that in the summer, like I didn't want to go to the restaurants in my neighborhood because they were all indoors and kind of right. dark, you know, right. really nice, but like kind of dark and, right. you know, the only windows in the front because the city building and, you know, or you're in a basement and like, if it's a hundred degrees out, then it's nice. Cause you're cool. But you're so close to the ocean there. And like, so close, there were so many other options for like outdoor spaces. And I always chose those, or right. I always went to that one on the corner of Hanover that has the, that big outdoor mm-hmm. Ma- Ma- Maria's or whatever. It's yeah. Yeah. Got out. <laughs> Spent a lot of evenings there when I lived there, but um, yeah, I just think it's, it's nice that they all have the ability to do that. Now, right. So. Yeah. I know it's definitely in, in New York, obviously it's been a huge game changer for restaurants. So it's definitely a good thing to come away from the pandemic because it wasn't there before. So. Right. Right. Just, you know, an observation. Absolutely. Um, okay. So the next thing for marketing. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple things here, which I think are all very interesting. So first, just like a basic thing, we were talking about how much everyone's loving outdoor dining. So they're obviously posting about it online. So using photos and videos that people post, make sure you're always posting about those on your own account. So like the user generated content aspect, we've talked about it before, but I think it's just good to reiterate if you're like seeing you get tagged in something, then like as soon as possible, repost that photo. If, if it's a story, it's going to expire after 24 hours. So make sure that you're taking advantage of all these opportunities because sometimes it's easy to like miss things, but just try your best not to miss them. And then you can even like screenshot stories that you get tagged in to use them for later on, or people may be tagging you in like a grid post. So you could also screenshot as that as well. But I've seen like things that I post just personally outside of work that get taken and then the restaurant will post it on their own account and they like, you know, that's great for them because it helps them yeah. as well. Cause you know, on the Instagram side here, sometimes it's hard to make content and like, it's a lot of work. So it is. <laughs> just a reminder to uh, take advantage of all this user generated content out there. And then, so this is actually really interesting. This next thing I'm going to talk about. So the head of Instagram recently announced like at the end of June. So like two weeks ago that he said that Instagram wants to lean more into video content and maybe not not completely take away from photo, but they're going to be rolling out some new things that are really emphasizing video content and because they're trying to compete with TikTok and YouTube. Gotcha. Um, so one, th- so he mentioned a couple things that the head of Instagram to be on the lookout for and what they're going to be doing. So these are all things that you could be listening as a listener at a restaurant. These are things that you could be trying for your new strategies for Instagram moving forward. So he said four different areas and by following these different areas, then you're going to be putting yourself in a better place for your account to get, you know, traction. They always, they always 
reward Instagram accounts that are, you know, following the things that they're trying to push out. So that's kind of like a number one thing. If there's a new Instagram feature, then try to test it out because they'll benefit you in the long run. So a couple of different things. So one thing that they're going to be looking at is creators. So, you know, the whole Instagram influencer has been around for a while, but I think especially now, even more so with Gen Z, I I follow so many accounts, people do this for their full-time job. So Mm -hmm. with creators is a big thing for for companies and businesses and brands to be doing. And we've talked about a little bit how restaurants can do this with influencer marketing, but this definitely could be something that you want to think about if, if you haven't done it before. Maybe it feels like it could be like scared and like it's not meant for the restaurant industry, but it totally is. Yeah. So uh, this could mean working with like restaurant Instagram influencers so people who are like food bloggers in your area mm-hmm. um local to boston that's what some restaurants around here do people who are always posting about boston restaurants and they're followed by people who live in the boston area who are looking to try restaurants so that just brings these two parties together so i think definitely be on the lookout for it if you're interested and i think you should try it out to work with some sort of influencers in the community video like i said um um, before but video is huge right now and the head of instagram said how they're you know leaning into this so across the board you want to be taking advantage of reels igtv going live this may be you know a little scary sometimes but just try it out get together with your team to create some any sort of video content focusing on your food your drink your event space your decor your bartender doing things behind the scenes photos and videos industry tips so on add like captions to these videos so that people can follow along with them, whether you're using sound or not using sound. That's a big tip. We do that for the podcast. Um, when we're promoting it, we'll post a video that has um, captions on it so people can, you know, not just scroll through it because they don't have sound. So yeah, video is a huge thing right now. If you're not doing it just across the com- across the board, not just on Instagram, across all marketing right now, yeah. video is huge. So you want to be leaning into that. The head of Instagram also said that shopping is a big thing that they're trying to roll out and promote on Instagram on the app. Yeah, so IG shop has become a bigger addition to the Instagram platform in the past year since everyone's been at home. Like people are utilizing online shopping and so they're trying to lean into that trend and restaurants can certainly be part of it. So adding your menu items and your merch into your own Instagram store could be a good way to get searched on the entire Instagram storefront. So you can look more into that and, you know, it's a, it's a good thing to get involved with and restaurants can do it. It's not just for like, um, clothes and shoes and, you know, the things that you think you're looking at the consumer (laughs) goods. So, and then lastly, he said messaging. So I think there's going to be more on this, but it has to do with how people connect with one another on Instagram through the messaging feature and, you know, try connecting with your customers from your restaurant's Instagram account more than you have in the past. If they're tagging you in things reach out to them with a message and thank them for their customer loyalty directly. You know, I think it's any of these moments, like when people tag triple C on something, I always try to respond and like give a message opposed to just, you know, the heart. I know some people have a lot of followers and it's hard to keep up with them. So just try your best to engage through the messaging feature um, on Instagram, because it goes a long way to, to send a little note to your followers and to your customers. So definitely. Those are some things from the head of Instagram. And I think it'll be interesting. He said that more things are going to be rolled out and they're just kind of figuring out what's going to stick and, you know, what is the next big thing on the platform because it's always changing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see. Right. I'm definitely excited to see what they're going to do. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, it's super smart because if, you know, they can't, I mean, they can't be TikTok, but they can be an alternative to (laughs) 
to TikTok. I think it's really smart because I feel like I have started to like scroll through the videos, like the reels in Instagram now, opposed to like opening TikTok and going, because a lot of them, a lot of creators post them on both platforms to like the same video. So, um, and Facebook, but I am rarely ever on Facebook to be completely honest. Like it's, I deleted it from my phone because I just feel like I, I only, did, too. did you like, I only use it for work, you know? And I know that it's important for businesses to have a Facebook page. Um, and I think that our Facebook live videos are still really important. And, um, and I'm not saying it's like obsolete, but it is definitely the last one that I gravitate towards. Right. right. <laughs> I know. I think, I think the live, cause like with live, you can use the videos for later. So that's good. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to like uploading photos or posts, it's definitely, you know, not yeah. what it used to be. No. And honestly, Honestly, the only reason why my photos get uploaded to Facebook is because I upload them to Instagram and they automatically go to Facebook. And the only reason why I continue to do that is because my older relatives, you know, don't have Instagram or don't know how to use it. So right. God forbid, I don't post pictures of the children on Facebook. <laughs> That's literally the only reason. In uh, work, obviously work. It's way more important to me works work for work than it is right. for like personally. But anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, something that we were curious actually to hear from our listeners about um, are their summer event trends. I feel like uh, maybe because, you know, the pandemic, it, it's obviously still an, an issue. It's not it's not behind us completely. We're definitely better off than we were last summer, but it's still, you know, it's still there. So, um, you know, companies are definitely returning into the office. Um, and we do feel like this could be a huge opportunity for company catering or events, you know, in the near future. And we're just wondering, we would love to hear from you guys to see if you, what events you guys are seeing right now on your calendars. I mean, I could just go into our triple C platform and stalk all of you, but I won't do that. (laughs) What do they have on their calendar? No, but I like, honestly, we're just really curious to see what types of leads everyone's getting right now. So any feedback on that would be very helpful. We want to do a future episode on just specifically event trends. Um, not doesn't have to be summer, but you know what you're seeing right now. Even I mean, I've heard from some of our customers that they're already getting holiday um, leads because no one had a holiday party last year, and people are like so anxious and like they're worried that space is going to fill up super fast, which I hope they do. But people are already starting like their procedures for booking holiday parties. So if that's what you're seeing, like, let us know whatever you may be seeing. weddings, obviously I'm sure are making a huge comeback right now. Um, yeah, we'd love to, we'd love to hear from you. So, right. Yeah. Um, and one other thing I did this like little poll on Instagram, just to ask mm-hmm. a couple questions about what people are seeing for summer events and like what people are, um, getting requests for. I asked about like indoor versus outdoor. So like being outside versus having, you know, indoor with AC, it was kind of like 50, 50. So some people are doing both um for I asked about the event size so 50 plus versus less than 50 more people were doing 50 plus for event size that's great social versus corporate higher on the social side which I yeah think summer I guess makes sense yeah right and then this one oh about virtual events asking if people were still requesting virtual or hybrid events and it was kind of split so I think there is huh. that could be I mean this is just like a general poll just a couple casual questions so that maybe like you know later in the year yeah for like the corporate side but um, I'd be interested we should keep running I mean you should keep like running that and right. seeing how the results change as we get into the fall and winter but yeah, that is interesting. I'm wondering like the hybrid event thing, like, I don't think it's going 
anywhere anytime soon, because I don't think that a lot of people are still going to be comfortable going into like large events um, come fall and winter, especially because, you know, when fall and winter is upon us, we also have to worry about the flu and like, you know, and I think more people are being way more cautious mm-hmm. now and no one wants to get sick because no one wants to have to go through what we just went through. So, right. <laughs> so I do think we have like another year or two of um, a popular hybrid event you know, and also if, if people are interested, they should check out last week's episode where we talked to Ike about, you know, his platform and what they do for, um, virtual, mainly virtual, but also hybrid events. So. Right. I know as long as we can get our company party and our own, yes. like, you know, smaller parties, I'll, I'm fine <laughs> with the virtual conference. I'll, I can, I can laugh I can, with that. Yeah, me too. But I agree. Like we're, we're all going, um, triple seat is going to Nantucket, um, in the fall. So we don't want anything <laughs> anything to hamper that we haven't seen our colleagues and actually Rachel and I just saw each other for the first time in a year yesterday in person I mean why did we take so, a photo I don't know that was so why why didn't we we take a photo every time we record an episode on the podcast yet yeah, yesterday we were together in person and didn't take a photo I don't know what's wrong with us I next time I forgot what Kate looked like I know <laughs> But not really because I look at you every day. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was the weird thing is that like, and even when I went into the office, I met a lot of people that I had never met before because right. they're new and got hired. And some of them got hired a year ago, but I don't, I've never met them in person, but I felt like I had. And it's so weird. I'm sure that people out there can, you know, can attest to this. Maybe not so much in the hospitality industry because I do feel like, you know, it's more in person, even in person longer, but you know, anyone else, it's, it is funny when you go back and you're like, you feel like, you know, somebody you're like, you're like, oh yeah, I know you. But then you're like, oh, I didn't realize you were going to be that tall. Cause I've never met you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so weird. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah. Just, just 2020 to 2021 things. <laughs> <laughs> just crazy. So yeah, we're going to Nantucket. And then after Nantucket, we have event camp. So event camp is happening this year, folks. It's happening on October 26th in New York city. And more information is coming on that soon. Yay, we're doing in-person and virtual. So get ready to buy your tickets for that because they're going to sell out really quick. Because we are doing a smaller venue than we did before. um, And we've sold out every time. So they're definitely going to sell out. And I do think that it's going to be, you know, people are going to be more excited to go because we haven't done much in person so long. Right. Like I've just talked about. So anyways, yeah, be on the lookout, more information. We're going to do, we'll probably do like a whole episode or maybe more than one about, you know, what we're going to talk about at event camp and maybe get listeners feedback. And we're actually talking about possibly doing a live show on stage at event camp with some uh, really awesome guests. So more information on that. So just, so just keep listening and yeah, keep, keep listening. watching and you'll be fine. You'll be in the know. <laughs> you'll be in the know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, on that note, thank you everyone for listening. And we hope you have a great weekend or yeah. whatever you're listening to this. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. your enjoy your summer trends. Absolutely. Thanks everyone. And remember, if you like this episode and really any other episode, just like Rachel and I, even if you dislike us. <laughs> Please still go on Apple Podcasts, give us a follow and also a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. So thanks everyone. We'll see you soon.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Two Chicks, Three Seats. Your events industry podcast brought to you by Triple Seat, the industry leader for event management software. Find out more about Triple Seat at triple seat.com.